All right, good morning. Welcome to Crocker's Crossbridge. That's better. Welcome to Crossbridge Baptist Church. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, we're going to stand and worship the Lord. Treasure. 
be seated. I just say welcome to Crossbridge. Our pastor is gone this weekend, and uh, so you're stuck with with me. But uh, great to be here, and uh, got a good good group here today. And and thank you so much for coming. I uh, was reminded this week again that uh, as we were traveling down the interstate, my wife says, "Hey, Denny." your blinkers on that, that's happening more and more even the grandkids are saying hey Denny your blinker dad your blinkers on so anyway uh, as, as we gather to worship today uh, may we tweak, tweak our spiritual ears to hear his message to hear what he has for each one of us today and uh, we'll open in prayer lord we thank you for this day you've blessed us with we thank you for the rain we've had this week god we thank you for this congregation lord as uh, we went uh, through our our sunday school this morning you've you heard all the needs god that, that that were just mentioned in our sunday school class and we can only imagine lord all the needs within this congregation we thank you for continuing to bless us with health, Lord, with our finances, with the air we breathe, Lord, with our families, Lord, with the hope that we have for the future. God, we pray that you would continue to guide and direct in Christ's name, amen. Uh, we'll have our meet and greet time at, at this time if you want to stand and, and uh, meet those that uh, are on the other side of the congregation.
got just a few announcements this morning, and some of those are being posted on the big screen, but uh, I might make two announcements that aren't even on this to begin with. Today is Mike Simon's birthday. We would sing to him, but uh, we... <laughs> To all of those who played on the church softball team, can you stand up, please? And manager, Tommy Claxton, also. Hey. We, I, there are several others, but uh, we went undefeated this spring. And uh, Okay, Saturday night uh, is freeway service. It starts at 5.30 p.m., uh, dinner and the service to follow that. Uh, those of you who weren't here last night, it was the Mike and Mike show. Mike Hoth and Mike Simon, uh, they both did a fantastic job. Uh, Wednesday night, dinner at 6, classes at 6.45 for families and youth. Men's Bible study tonight at 6 o'clock. We're in the last chapter of Daniel. And uh, there will not be a men's Bible study next weekend for Memorial Day weekend. So uh, anyway, uh, and also for those of you who are, are in the men's discipleship group, we will meet at 4.30 tonight also. Uh, Saturday, June the 4th, Timothy Project Outreach, Embassy of Hope, uh, 9 to 1 p.m., uh, Vacation Bible School, June the 27th and the 30th, 6 p.m. each night. Sign up to serve on the list at the back table. You must have a background check completed. Um, also, we have a uh, presentation this morning for uh, baptism last week with uh, Richard Irvine. Richard, can you stand up and I will just bring this Bible to you, if you don't mind. The certificate is, is also in there. Is there anything you want to say? Okay, uh, see Jeannie Donaldson for the purchase of bricks uh, for the walkway for the new Choices Pregnancy Center. Uh, there's, there's some applications out there, different size brick. You can see this is uh, one that Crossbridge has purchased up here, but uh, there's, there's a variety of sizes and prices on that. There is a pantry shower for Brooks Espy and his fiance through the end of June. And I think it's back here on this table in this corner. Uh, the new financial reports, 
have been printed. They are on that back table back there. And also I might take the opportunity for those of you who itemize on your taxes, if you would please fill out an envelope for your uh, giving, be it uh, check or cash. So at this time we're going to take up our offerings. And um, let's see, Max, would you want to stand and bless the offering, please?
Be seated. Brother Jim, you're up.
Okay. All right. Now, is that better? Yeah, the kids are going to children's church. Was I supposed to announce that? Okay. Sorry. Uh, we, it's all different in every church. We don't have children's church. I'm not condemning any of it. Please don't take it that way. We just don't. I always said if the kids ain't crying, the church is dying. You know what? So, uh, but so I can preach over them. But sometimes it does disturb, and it's good to have children's church. Hey, I'll tell you what, I had a dream last night. <laughs> Brother Denny, it was awful. I dreamed Jeff and I died, and, and uh, man, we both walking up to the pearly gates to heaven, walking up that old gravel road. Man, I was getting wore out. We come to the bottom of this big hill before we got to heaven. I said, Brother Jeff, I said, I just can't make it no more. He said, hey, Pops, get on my shoulders, and I'll carry you the rest of the way up. I said, that sounds good. So I got on his shoulders and carried me up. We got there to the pearly gates and the Lord Jesus there and said, Brother Jim, it's good to see you. Welcome. Come on in. Make yourself at home. Good to see you. He said, by the way, you can tie your mule up outside. <laughs> I hope Jeff heard that, you know. <laughs> It's okay to have a little fun, isn't it? Hey, the world has to talk dirty to have fun. Man, we can have fun and be good, can't we? Amen. This morning, if you got your Bibles, I'd like to, hey, I've, I've got to get out of here quick this morning. If I don't shake your hand, don't mean I don't love you because I love you all, okay? You're my kind of people. I want you to know that. Uh, I've got to be over at my church. i got another sermon to preach. My wife said, are you going to preach the same sermon? I said, no. So uh, I've got two different sermons. I just hope I don't get confused, you know it. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I promise you I'll be just like Elizabeth Taylor told her seventh husband. I won't keep you long, okay? <laughs> Woo, man. I love it. First Samuel chapter 26, verse 21. First Samuel chapter 26, verse 21. 21, <coughs> I've got my notes here, but I say, Lord, I'll tell you what, help me with it. I, I just don't like reading notes, don't like, really don't like reading. I tell everybody I went to night school and I can't read in the daytime, you know, it's just kidding. <laughs> then Saul, then said Saul, verse 21, 1 Samuel. <clears throat> Chapter 26, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do thee harm, because my soul was precious in thine eyes this day. Behold, I have played the fool and have erred exceedingly. Played the fool. My, how many times have I played the fool? How many times have you all played the fool? Maybe you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You're playing the fool. There may be people here that confess but never have accepted. And you're playing church. You're a camouflaged Christian. You're a generic is what I call them. You really don't know Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior. You're playing the fool. But someday, one day, 
the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. In fact, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, the Bible says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap also. In the next verse, it said, If you're going to flow, uh, sow to the flesh, you're going to reap the flesh. You're going to sow in the spirit, you're going to reap that what is of spirit. Folks, I tell you what, the world is playing the fool today around us, you know it. Saul played the fool. David had two different times to kill Saul. And he had to stop his own man, David did, from killing Saul. He said, don't lay a hand on him. He is God's anointed. He was anointed by God, by Samuel, with a little vial of oil. Isn't that something? He was anointed. He said, don't touch him. Leave him alone. He took the hem of his garment off, and then he fled. Later, he was able to take, the, uh, he come up on Saul. God caused a deep sleep to come up on Saul, and he took his cruise of water and his spear, and he had a chance to take Saul's life again, but he told his man, do not touch the man of God. This is when Saul came to him and said, David, I'll chase you no more. I have played the fool, and I have erred exceedingly. That wasn't the only time that Saul played the fool. He played the fool in previous chapters there when God told Samuel, you go tell Saul to wipe out the Amalekites, to take them completely out. And Saul went and he saved the best sheep the best oxen, the best goats, and he saved the king Agai and did not slay them all. God was upset with Saul because he played the fool then as well. Samuel came to him and he said, I hear the bleeding of the sheep. What is this? And he said, but the people said, but the people said, this is what's going on in our churches around the country today. Is but the people said, let's sacrifice them. The Bible says it's better to obey than to sacrifice. This is what's going, like I said, in our churches today. We've got a lot of empty churches. Why? It's because the people said. I talked to a pastor here back in January. He said, I was preaching at this little country church. I've held several revivals there, quite a ways from here. And he told me, he said, Brother Jim, he said, they called me, I was preached till 1230, and they called me and said, hey, preacher, you can't preach here. You went 30 minutes past. That's wrong, folks. Let me just put a good word in for your pastor right quick, my son-in-law, if I could. You see, he is the overseer of the church. God called him to preach here. Y'all agree with that? Can I get, hey, if you want to say amen, say amen. Hey, man, it's just like saying sick them to a, a, a dog when you say amen, when you say hallelujah. I like hearing it, all right? But listen, folks, we got some issues going on in our churches because God calls people to come. The pastors are the overseers. Let me ask you something. Who leads the sheep? The shepherd does, doesn't he? The sheep don't lead the shepherd. You've got a shepherd here by the name of Brother Jeff Mann that's leading a great church that's going to do mighty things for God. Do you know it? 
So build him up, encourage him. But this is what's going on. But the people said, and Saul listened to the people. He didn't listen to Samuel, who God had told Samuel to wipe him completely out. He played the fool, didn't he? It's a shame. And it didn't stop there. After he played the fool there with David, he said, I'll no longer chase you anymore. In fact, in verse 28, verse 7 of that same chapter, if you want to turn there, I'll read it right quick. And then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. Now then, he's going to a witch. He was supposed to drive them all out of the country, and he went to a witch. I'll tell you what, folks, that is dangerous, dangerous business. He played the fool again. They went there. They conjured up Samuel, who had died. A dead man's going to prophesy. There's a sermon there. You might tell Jeff that, okay? There's a sermon there. A dead prophet prophesies. They conjured up Samuel, and Samuel said, Why waken me in my sleep? He said, I just want to know what's going to happen to my life. He said, Tomorrow you and your sons will be killed. The Philistines killed him. He said, Samuel, in fact, said, Today, Tomorrow you will be where I'm at. He was in Abraham's bosom, Samuel was. Now, you think about this a moment. A lot of people, a lot of Bible scholars said Samuel was not saved. Uh, uh, to me, it's not a kingdom issue right now, but I will tell you, I think he was because he said, tomorrow you'll be where I'm at. He played the fool, though. I wonder, hey, listen, folks. Now, this might step on some toes. And if I do, I'm going to say I'm sorry because I was aiming for your heart. Okay? Now you listen to this very close. On October 31st, Halloween, listen to me. That is the devil's holiday. The devil's holiday. And we want to get, I mean, churches do it all across the country. We're playing the fool. Because we're getting enchanters, we're getting astrologers, we're getting uh, stargazers, we're getting uh, these magicians, we're getting sorceries, we're getting all kinds coming out deceiving our kids. We should not be allowing that going on in our homes, folks. And it should not come in our churches as well. This is not a place of entertainment. This is a place of evangelism. And we've gotten completely away from it. You say, Brother Jim, you're mad. No, I love you, but we got to put the hammer down, folks. Halloween is a dangerous, dangerous holiday. And people would get out their Ouija boards and play them. And if you've got one of them uh, Ouija boards in your house, I'm telling you, you throw it in the fire and burn it and get rid of it. They're a dangerous game to have. You're playing the fool. Yet we'd let our kids dress up and we're sending them the wrong signal. We're sending them our own signal. We've let our kids sit there and watch all these little shows on TV of a morning. Uh, I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Barney didn't die for our sins. Man, it's getting quiet in here. 
Barney did not die for my sins. Neither did the tooth fairy. And neither did the Easter bunny. Jesus Christ died for my sins. And listen, we're getting totally away from that. And if we don't get that behind our pulpits and our churches, I'm telling you what, America's going to go to hell in the express elevator and pretty fast. It's a dangerous game we're playing, you know it. We need to be like old Timothy was when Paul told him, he said, hey, listen, I know what your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice taught us. She taught you the Bible. That's what needs to be taught today, doesn't it? Doesn't that need to be taught today? How about singing that little song? Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Tell how the angels in chorus sang as they welcomed his birth. Glory to God in the highest, peace and good tidings to earth. Why don't we tell them the good story? Why don't we tell them about the precious blood of Jesus Christ? Tell your parents we are playing the fool when that happens. And we have got to be very, very, very careful. Saul played the fool. He got, went into battle the next day. Him and his sons, Jonathan was one of them who was David's best friend. They was all killed by the Philistines. In fact, they took Saul's head and cut it off and hung it up on the wall. And later they went and stole his body. But he played the fool, folks. And none of you in here this morning, I'm telling you, I'm challenging you, do not play that game. Don't play the game of disobedience. The Bible says disobedience. Hey, read it in Samuel. Disobedience is that as of witchcraft. And we've got witchcraft flowing all around us. It was in the Old Testament. It was in the New Testament. If you want to go to the Old Testament and look, uh, there with uh, old Pharaoh wasn't the, the magicians and the sorcerers and uh, the astrologers and, they, and the soothsayers and all of those come out and thought they could do what God had done. It can't happen. Don't play the fool. I, I just want to go through some other things here. right? Well, let me bring up another thing right quick. It's found in Isaiah chapter 47, verse 13. And I want you to look that up when you get home, if you have time, and I want you to read it. It, it talks about, hey, listen. Well, let me just turn over there right quick. Isaiah 47, 13. I've got time. 47, 13, the Bible says, Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels, let us... Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly uh, prognosticators stand up and save thee from the things that shall come upon thee. Hey, it's right there. We can't wait. Years ago, couldn't wait for the Springfield Newsletter to come out every day so we could look up and see what our, what's that thing called, horoscope is. Come on, folks. Did we not? We're all guilty, aren't we? Oh, Yeah. Can't wait to get that fortune cookie and open it up and see what it is, right? 
You know what I want to open up? I want to open up the Word of God. I want to find that my name has been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen? That's what I want to see. I want to open up this book right here and learn what God has to tell me. I don't need no fortune cookie. I don't need no horoscope to tell me what's going to happen tomorrow because I know who holds my hand and I know that he's going to take me to that promised land and I know one day when that trumpet's going to sound that I'm going to be caught up to be with my Lord forever and forever and forever. You know it? Amen. Hey, what's it going to take to get you all excited this morning? Amen. Let's hear some amens, all right? I like hearing that. It's not about me, but it's about the Word of God. If you believe what I'm preaching, say amen. Amen. All right, because it is the Word of God. And we better start standing on the truth. We have failed in so many ways, and we're saying, well, we're not, yeah, we are playing the fool. We're playing the fool on Sunday mornings when we miss church. And I'll tell you what, I'm just tired of hearing people's excuses. That's all it is, is excuses. Well, my kids were sick, and oh man, I was sick, and I didn't feel good, and I'm just going to stop. i tell you what, I, I tell my church family, hey, I'm hard on them, I love them. But I tell them, I said, Monday, I call it Miracle Monday. Miracle Monday, <laughs> yeah. Whew. Man, I'm all battered today. I feel like going to work, kids. Hey, they don't have that snotty nose no more. Probably didn't have it to begin with. Quit using your kids as an excuse to stay away from church. You're walking on dangerous ground. You're walking on dangerous ground. Church is a place where we can come and have fellowship and greet each other and love each other and exhort and lift each other up. It's what the Word of God tells us to do, isn't it? Is to encourage and lift up, but we're failing. Oh, we listen, folks. This is a bottom line, and it's a fact. Oh, we so many people are playing the fool. They want to uh, uh, sow their wild oats six days through the week, and then uh, come Sunday they want to pray for crop failure. Amen. It's a fact. Done it. Been there. Hey, it seems like Sundays we've just abused too anymore. You remember when our great-great-grandparents called it the Lord's Sabbath? And our grandparents called it Sabbath day? And our parents called it Sundays? And we call it weekends. Do we not? It's just another day. This is the Lord's day. This is the day the Lord has made. And I say, whoo! Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. But we're going to have to quit playing the fool, quit playing games. I'm going to tell you something God knows. Every secret that's revealed, it's not been revealed, a man's going to be revealed before God. In fact, I believe it's in Romans 14, 12. The Bible plainly tells us, uh, <clears throat> hope I can remember it. If not, I'll have to turn there. Try to learn the whole Bible if you can, but I can't remember it all. For every one of us shall give an account of himself before God. We're all going to have to give an account of ourselves before God. That's what the Bible says. You know, I can't give it for my wife. She can't give an account for me. You better take that in consideration. It's all played the fool. There's people playing the fool all across the country today, all across the world, all across Webster County. 
even in our churches. And that's scary, and it's happening. It's happening. Let's look at some other people right quick. Okay, I've got a little time. I think of a lot who played the fool, didn't you? Yeah, where you cast in your tent this morning. He cast his tent towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, it was well watered. Look at that grass. If it had been seeing Webster County, he'd seen the water and the grass today. He'd have been pitching his tent here, wouldn't it be? With all the rain we got. He pitched his tent towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and he played the fool. He escaped with his life. His wife turned into a pillar of salt. His two daughters came out, and they got him drunk so that they could lay with him, and they could have sex with him, and they got pregnant, and they had his children to keep up the tribe of the Moabites and the Amorites. That sin is happening all across. He played the fool, didn't he? Played the fool. The two men that came to his house, he had been vexed in his spirit so bad. He had played the fool for so long. They come knocking on his door. We want to see the two men. We want to know them that come into your house. Hey, Brother Danny, if they come to my house and they knocked on my door and two men come in and they want to know who the two men was, I'd come there. And here they are. This one's Smith and this one's Wesson. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I tell you what, I've got a right to protect my property. And, and uh, Lot should have done the same thing, but he played the fool. Lost his whole family pretty much. Because he played the fool. Uh, look at uh, uh, Eli, uh, the priest over there in Samuel. How he had two sons by the name of Hopni and Phineas. Played the fool. Samuel went to him and said, Hopni or Eli, your boys are the sons of Belial, which means worthless or wicked. They're no good. They're lying with the women at the temple where the Ark of the Covenant is at. It's bringing shame and reproach and it's blaspheming God himself. And you are allowing it to happen. Eli, you played the fool. You did not train. You did not teach your boys. You should have brought them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. The Bible tells us in, in, in Proverbs, train up a child the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Those boys were no good. <coughs> and they was battling the Philistines. And the ark was so precious. They went into battle. Hopna and Phineas was killed. The Ark of the Covenant was stolen by the Philistines. And they come and told Eli. Eli was a big man and he fell off the wall and he died. So there's his two sons. There's Eli. Why? Because he played the fool, didn't he? It's a shame that's happening, folks. Even as I speak today, people are playing the fool, allowing their kids to do everything. Hey, my wife, this honest to God truth, you can ask our kids. We didn't go anywhere unless our kids went with us. Mom, you want to testify to that, isn't that right? We didn't. You know why? Because if it was to 
so bad that our kids couldn't go. We didn't need to be going anyway. Listen, the ark was stolen, the ark. Hey, that was so precious. It wasn't so much about his two sons dying as it was about the ark. In fact, Phineas's wife, one of the sons, she was pregnant and had a child, and on her deathbed, she named that child Ichabod. And that word means the glory of God has departed. Ichabod. And I'm afraid we can write it in a lot of churches across the country today. Ichabod. Because I'm afraid the glory of God has departed from our churches. And it shouldn't happen. We need some men again that's willing to sacrifice and get on their knees before God and say, God, help us. Help us raise our children. Help us with our family. Help us with our church. I think with the family strong, the church will be strong. When the family's on fire, the church will be on fire. And when you get both of them together, we can make a difference in America. Donald Trump can't, Biden can't, but my God can make America great again. You know it? That's what we need again in this country. But we can see, I mean, my wife and I was preaching at a revival uh, two or three counties over. And man, the first night I preached, people got saved that night. The next night I went, the preacher was back there in the sound room, and his wife was playing on a computer, and it was the coldest church I was in. I had four more nights, and it was hard for me to get through it. What happened? I think, Ichabod, the glory of God had departed. We, hey, folks, let me give you a clue on something. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Remember that, three and one, co-equal. Co-equal. The Holy Spirit needs to be in the services every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night. Listen, don't quench the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our churches today. We need to feel that presence of the Holy Spirit, do we not? Oh, it feels like today that he's here working in people's lives. You know what? There's a song. Hey, I'm not a singer, but I like these songs. He, if you know it, help me out. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Amen. He is here. Holy, holy. I will bless his name again. He is here. Listen closely. Hear him calling out your name. He is here. You can touch him. You will never be the same. He's here. the Holy Spirit. It's what we need in our churches. We've got to get that back, folks. We've let Satan steal our glory, haven't we? 
just like Ichabod, the glory of God has departed. Don't let it depart. Don't play the fool. Man, I've got so much. I could go on all morning long. I'm serious. How many of you can stay till midnight tonight? I tell you what, I do. I have got some, the Lord has given me so much this morning. But I do want to say something this morning and close with this. Pay closer attention. There's a game that used to be played, and it still is, but I want, want all you young kids to listen to me close. Pay close attention, all of you. There's a game called Russian Roulette. Take a gun. You got chamber. Six bullets can go in for put one. They turn that chamber. Pull back the trigger and point it to the head. Click. 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 It's going to go off one day. Maybe the next one. Kids don't play it. But you know what is more dangerous than that? People, maybe today, I don't know your heart, are playing spiritual roulette with their life. Think about it. Playing spiritual roulette with your life. You're playing the fool if you're doing that. Spiritual roulette. Hey, you may have the preacher convinced. You may have your spouse convinced. You may have your kids convinced. And, and kids, you may have your parents convinced. But I'll tell you what, there's only one that you've got to satisfy, and that's Lord Jesus Christ. He says, call upon me. In fact, Romans 10, 13, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, right? Hey, we're all sinners, aren't we? The Bible tells us that, doesn't it? Romans 3, 23, for all sin comes short of the glory of God. But we know that Romans 6, 23 says, for the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. What? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? We've got that. And, and Romans 5, 8, and what God commanded his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, what? Christ died for us, didn't he? Amen? Yeah, he died for us. Why? Because he loved us. We don't have to play that roulette, that spiritual roulette. All we have to do is accept Jesus Christ. He shed his blood for us. He did. Oh, you can't work your way. It tells us that, doesn't it? Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works. What? Lest any man should boast. It's God's perfect gift to us. In fact, the book of James says every good and perfect gift, what? Comes from above, doesn't it? Sure sad. Let me tell you, folks, you can accept him today before it's eternally too late. None of us has got a guarantee. I have preached funeral after funeral after funeral. And, and I go to the people, their loved ones, and I said, what was their relationship with God? And you know what they'll tell me? They say they know God. That's not enough. It's not enough. So does the devil. The Bible says he knows there's a God, and he quotes Scripture verses. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are what many mansions. 
He said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I'm at, there you may be also. Oh, Thomas said, but Lord, how do we know the way? And he said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's only one way. In Acts 4, 12, neither is there salvation in any other way given among men, whereby you must be saved. Plain and simple. Are you playing the fool this morning? What's your relationship with God? You have a choice. Remember, I believe it's in Hebrews, yeah, it is, Hebrews chapter 11. Moses had a choice. You know what he said? <laughs> By faith. <laughs> By faith, Moses said, I choose the afflictions of God's people rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. See, your life would make this smoke here for a little while. Poof, vanishes away. We've got no guarantee. Don't play the fool. Would you stand with me, please, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed? Going to sing a song of invitation. Heavenly Father, as we come to the close of the service, may your will be done in this invitation time. Thank you for the words, dear, dear God, that you gave me. I have nothing without you, Lord. Lord, take my hand and help me to understand. Give me wisdom and direction, Lord. Oh, God, your will be done in this wonderful, blessed church. What a ministry they have here. I thank you for it. In your precious holy name I pray. Amen. As we sing, while because he lives, yeah.
Jim has probably already left to head for his church, but thank you for filling in if he's still here. And uh, don't forget men's Bible study tonight at 6 o'clock. I think uh, uh, Nick is cooking tonight, uh, biscuits and gravy. I think Alan's helping him or somebody. But uh, anyway, it's going to be a, a good meal, a good Bible study. And uh, let's not play the fool this week, okay? Tweak our hearing aids to hear that spiritual voice that Christ is communicating with us on. So, anyway, Alan, if you would close in prayer, please.